We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to The Reload here for episode number seven. Check out ShipStation.com for your shipping needs and use promo code BLUE. It's been, a, it's been an interesting kind of week that we've seen so far in Call of Duty Esports. It's going to be a great show today, a lot of different stuff to try and talk about. Like I said, your host, Landon Lando Sanders here. And like I said, welcome one and all to The Reload, as we do every single week here on Prediction, the Esports Video Talk Show Network, you can find all the reload information live here on twitch.tv slash prediction, or you can find us as well on YouTube for all of our shows on demand. Prediction offers the chance to learn and converse on more in-depth subjects on all of the latest and greatest esports from NBA 2K to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate to a few others that I will not reference as of now. We could get into it in a you know in a future time, but along with Call of Duty. So we had a lot of stuff go down, uh, you know, in the last few days, I think it's fair to say. Everyone kind of knows that in terms of the way that we saw the multiplayer reveal start to kind of break down. There was a lot of information to pretty much dive into. And so I'm really excited to obviously discuss that today with you guys. If you have any thoughts, any comments, um, any kind of just overall summaries or predictions no pun intended uh for modern warfare any of the things that i talk about feel free right let's, let's get involved in the chat a little bit let's, let's kind of get some conversation going i'd love to talk to you guys and it's going to be a great show for sure but like we said we kind of rounded off this week in discussions of the call of duty modern warfare reveal the multiplayer reveal um it pretty much brought a number of different top streamers together. There was a lot of, you know, kind of information that was being tossed out by the developers, being tossed out pretty much just by uh, the commentators, right? Because this was almost like 
a major event whenever you kind of look at it in terms of things that were allowed, things that were kind of going on. So like I said, a ton of popular streamers were brought out to pretty much just play this game together. We had guys like Dr. Disrespect, we had Courage, Shroud, Myth, Syndicate, King Richard, etc. The list pretty much, you know, kind of goes on from there. And my first kind of interpretation, because right, we had the opportunity to watch a little bit of multiplayer in the past. And how's it going, True Blue? See you in the chat, buddy. Um, and for those who obviously are listening kind of later on, we do have a live stream here, so it's obviously awesome. But uh, like I said, on YouTube, you may not have the opportunity to kind of converse at the same time. Of course, this is audio only. I apologize. I'll do my best to try and, uh, and you know, kind of suit both of those different styles and how you're listening to this. But like I said, um, my first interpretation of the game whenever we really have got a solid chance to look at it, I like it. I think it's good. I, I, My first interpretation, which, hey, it's a little bit early. It's kind of early to even just start discussing in terms of, is it going to be a great game? Because we don't 100% know that. Um, but I like the game where it sits right now. I, I like the game where it's currently standing in terms of the way um, that the graphics look, in terms of the way the game modes were kind of paced a little bit. Now, the major thing for me was that the time to kill is still very fast. And I like that because it already goes to show that the game is not where it's supposed to be. Like, whenever we're in the alpha stage at this moment, because of course the beta was announced, we're currently in the alpha stage. And I've mentioned this a few times when I got the chance to go and play uh, World War II early at Champs last year. Pistols were killing in two shots. Like, literally, that, like, that's where we got to. Like, pistols were killing in one to two shots. So... For me, the time to kill was not really something to worry about. A lot of people were kind of on my timeline, at least, kind of discussing and saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe time to kill is as fast as it is. You know, the movement's maybe not exactly where it should be. The thing for me is it's early. It's a very early stage in terms of the game. And I think for me as well, the game looked a lot faster paced. Like a lot of people were discussing... Um, you know, when we got to see the 2v2 reveal, when it was Courage and, and TP versus Syndicate and Legion, a lot of people were saying, oh my gosh, you know, the game looks a little bit way too slow. Um, you know, the, the guns, how they work are very similar to Rainbow Six, which I agree with. But at the same time, once we got to watch at least 6v6 multiplayer, a ton of different game modes, it kind of already revealed that maybe the game is a lot faster than it looks. When you're playing an intense 2v2 and probably for the first time ever, you're going to have a few moments of trying to figure out the game, learning exactly how it works. So for me, it's not too much of a surprise. The game was a lot faster than it previously kind of appeared, if you will. Now, a few other things, and I'm going to try to break through or kind of break down a few things that happened and talk about the, the future, how it may actually work once the title is really out there. So one of the main discussions were that weapons now have perks. And at first I was thinking... I don't know how I feel about this. I, I logistically and realistically don't understand why this is necessary. And then it hit me. So let's kind of go over a few things, right? So you're going to have a number of different options. You're going to have things like uh, sleight of hand. You're going to have uh, burst. You're going to have, um, I mean, a number of different things like FMJ. You have fast melee, burst fire, a ton of different kind of perks that you can add on to your weapons. Now, whenever I looked at the details of it all, it actually made sense. Like, it, it kind of makes sense, and I do like the idea now in comparison to how I was kind of against it in the initial phase. Now, the reason why I like this um, is because I think the idea is interesting, and I also like the idea that there are still regular perks. So don't get it confused. Are perks now eliminated from Modern Warfare? There's a lot of things eliminated, which we'll get into later on, um, but... Perks are still going to be in the game. You just now have options for weapon perks. That's at least my interpretation of it. So they basically combined old 
overpowered or overused, I should say, overused perks with attachments. Like I said, you know what, sleight of hand. That used to be a perk that I had on every single class and all kinds of different Call of Duties. Why? Because I want to reload faster. I want to get in the action a little bit quicker. So the fact that that's now a perk, no longer a designated attachment or a designated perk, however you really want to kind of label it as, it kind of frees up some more customization, which too much customization could be a problem, which like I said, that's more stuff to get into. But they basically combined old OP perks with attachments that maybe don't need to be designated attachments. So I kind of like the idea of this. And, I, and we need to see more. It's not super early. It's not to the matter of, oh, well, okay, this is either good or negative for a competitive. I think that this has the capability to be something special, to have the capability to be something great. Is it going to be? The questions still arise, but I do like the idea of it. And I think that they basically, like I said, kind of combined some overused perks of previous and are now starting to align it with a few attachments as well. So I like that idea. However, it's going to take some time for me to kind of get along with it. And as well, right, if you're in the, the comments, if you're even, you know, on a number of different channels right now, feel free to let me know what your guys' thoughts are on all of the different things that I talked about or we'll be talking about in terms of weapon perks. First off, is that a good thing? You think it's a bad thing? And this next discussion, I think, can allow for a lot more talk in terms of the gunsmith. Now, there is going to be an unbelievable amount of customization in Modern Warfare. And one of the things that uh, the devs were discussing in terms of the, of the multiplayer reveal, they talked about how you can turn an AK-47, which, thank God, the gun's in the game. It's been about time, uh, and, the, and the base of the game. You can turn an AK-47 into an AK-74U basically through this system. Now, the gun doesn't necessarily change uh, in terms of the, the name of it or anything like that, but you can basically fine-tune a weapon to act as if something else. Now, for those who remember the AK-74U, more specifically, for my favorite Call of Duty all-time, Black Ops 1, that gun was a killer. They, it was totally different than its predecessor and the AK-47. It was basically an SMG. It was the most overpowered gun at the start of the year with rapid fire, for those who remember that one. So um, that, for me, immediately struck me as an Okay, so we can have weapons that almost look like totally different ones, which I don't know. I, I'm a little bit indifferent about this a little just because each weapon as well. Now, I know I kind of talked about the, the positives. Now, hear, hear me out a little bit. Each weapon has up to 30 to 60 attachments, which is by far the most customization ever. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how to feel about that much customization, about that many things kind of being thrown into Call of Duty already. And like I said, whenever we're kind of hopping into the game, I know that's kind of a big feature. Even in World War II, they tried to advertise uh, a gunsmith type thing, which I thought was cool, I, 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 but it really wasn't kind of used well. It was late uh, in terms of when it was added to the game. So I don't know. I think for me, 30 to 60 attachments is a little bit much. And in terms of competitive as well, like the amount of combination that you can have it may seem like a great thing. But once you start getting into, um, you know, banning things, and I know in terms of how Activision will work, my biggest worry is, and um, this will be kind of a subject that we have for a later time that we'll dive into more. But with franchising next year, the CDL, Activision Blizzard, is going to be a lot more heavily focused on wanting to keep things in the game rather than trying to get rid of them. Almost to the point where they could, 
allow for fines to take place if players are going to secretly start to ban things, which could lead to a number of different issues. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. However, there are esports where stuff like this has occurred, where players try to get rid of things. They try to act as if they can kind of handle the system of which competitive works. And Activision's like, no. And that also could allow for players to not want to agree to those things. If and it all depends on a lot of different questions that we have right now, but that amount of customization could lead to a lot of things being overpowered, right? That's, that's always been the biggest thing for me too much allows for a lot more dedication to one project. And if you have, 30 to 60 attachments per gun. There's a lot of things that could be great. There's a lot of things that also couldn't be great. There's also a lot of room for error in terms of how much vastness that the attachments category kind of has to the game. So like I said, it's going to be interesting. And I like the idea of the gunsmith. How does it work in fruition? I really don't know. Um, but at least just based off the sheer number of attachments that are available, it does worry me. So I'm, I'm kind of worried about that one. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Now, one thing that I discussed last week um, on, on uh, the reload last week was the maps. I was very interested to see exactly how the maps were going to look, how they were going to function. And it's still hard to tell I mean, from the first opportunity of seeing a map. There is no physical way to identify if it's going to be good for competitive or not, if it's going to work out the exact way that maybe a lot of people would like it to, for example. So I think it's, for me, difficult to say. Um, I, I liked them, but there's no like real roots in that. There literally is no real conversation to have in terms of that. I think the maps for me are going to be one of the main things for sure to look at for the future. And I think for me as well, coming into a very fragile year for Call of Duty Esports, entering into the CDL, into this franchising format, having the maps be good is almost essential. Like you almost have to have good maps in order for this year to be to at least for me to be a good year because we talk about all the other games that are out there you know we talk about more specifically more specifically counter-strike how important it is and how crazy good those maps are allowing for competitive to work that way i mean one of the main reasons why people watch counter-strike today is just because of the how competitive it is and a lot of that competitiveness comes from how the maps are made how even they are depending on what side you are in terms of t or ct and obviously in our you know call of duty space for those who aren't aware offense or defense so i think for me that conversation is still yet to be had it probably won't be you know kind of out there we won't know it until probably 
what, maybe a solid month, two months kind of in when we're watching players compete, we're watching them kind of play out a few maps. So there's gonna be a lot of people who instantly say, oh my gosh, this map is terrible. Oh my gosh, this map is great. So I would kind of hold those conversations for now. However, I do think that the, the maps are really gonna play a huge factor. Now, moving on uh, and speaking of kind of new additives or things to look out for, uh, also announced was the 6v6 night team deathmatch, um, which is basically regular TDM just in the dark. Uh, and you have night vision goggles and I'll be totally honest and absolutely out there with this. I think they wasted their time. I really, I think that they wasted their time on this mode. Not that they didn't have anything else to do in terms of, because every Call of Duty has to try to throw something in there. They want to try to throw in a mode that's new, try to change things up. So I totally respect that. But for this year, I think they honestly wasted their time with this mode. I think this is going to be fun maybe for the first few weeks. It may allow for some interesting streams, some YouTube videos, but I really don't think this is going to be a fan favorite by people who are like, oh, we have to have this in the game next year. Oh my gosh, we have to have this next time that, you know, Infinity Ward rolls around. So for me, that wasn't necessarily, uh, it was a big announcement, but not one that I thought was grounded in a lot of um, actual conversation and ones that we'll be kind of looking out for for the future. So I, I like the idea and I think it's cool that they're throwing in some new things, but it, it just, it doesn't work for me. I'll be honest. It, it really does not really work for me all that well. So kind of looking forward, we'll kind of advance here a little bit. Um, the next thing is going to be ground war. Now ground war is apparently going to have up to 100 players which is insane to me it really it's insane to me that that is even going to be a possibility 100 players it's insane and they're also apparently adding new custom built maps for it which thank god because who knows we, we do not want to have 6v6 type maps with hundreds of players roaming and walking around and I know they tried to play it during the reveal, um, and it kept having connection issues. It kept having problems with it. So I, at least from my kind of standpoint on that, I'm interested. Um, and also Activision later basically confirmed in terms of BRs, um, Battle Royales, which is obviously a huge conversation with the early success of Blackout and Black Ops 4. Um, they were kind of questioned about it. And I don't know if they've officially stated this, but from a lot of different people um, who have had conversations, like the guys at Charlie Intel more specifically, um, essentially Activision, Blizzard have said, or if you want to call it Infinity Ward, have said they currently have no interest in Battle Royales, which I'm not really too surprised about that. I'm, I'm really not. And I think if you're a fan of competitive, you actually might be happy with this and not realize it. So the way that I look at it is this allows for more attention to multiplayer because when Blackout was announced, it was the primary thing. It was the go-to along with multiplayer. They went hand in hand with each other. And I like Blackout. I do. I, I didn't play it as much as, you know, the next person necessarily, but I enjoyed watching it. I liked the idea. I thought that it was smooth when it came out. It had a lot of traction behind it. There's a lot of streamers who instantly wanted to play Blackout. It was the go-to game mode in Black Ops 4 for what? Maybe two, three months? You know, I could be giving it a little bit more credit than it deserves in that situation, but uh, it deserves some credit in that way. So I like it, um, but at the same time, this could allow for more attention to multiplayer, which actually could be a fantastic thing. It really could. I see True Blue in the chat saying, hey, I agree. I think they wasted their time 100%. He's obviously referring, and I'm kind of late on this one, but he's referring to the uh, uh, to the 6v6 night team deathmatch, which, like I said, I'm not the most excited about that. But I am excited about Ground War. I think this is going to be fun. I like the idea of it still being in the multiplayer fast. It's not a separate game mode, and I like the BR trend. It's just, 
like, and I'm obviously not a coder. <laughs> I think we all can kind of establish that based off of uh, my personal history. I have no history in, in coding whatsoever. I have no ties to um, working in game design. But in terms of battle royales, that is a behemoth to throw into your game. I mean, quite literally, that is a behemoth to throw into your, um, you know, mode in terms of expecting for it to be a good thing. And I'm sure it took a chunk of those overall gigabyte files to try and get out there. So I think that um, it's going to allow for more attention to multiplayer, which I'm excited about. Next thing, really quickly, is we'll kind of move on to a few of our last subjects. Um, they did announce the beta for those who are interested. So if you are listening to this, it is going to be on September 12th. 2019 obviously uh first on playstation 4 so make sure to stay tuned for that one uh we'll be obviously covering everything here on prediction in terms of the beta how that's all looking out um and i'm going to save a few of these topics for next week because there are a lot of things that i can dive into with just these particular subjects but one thing that i was really important about in terms of the multiplayer reveal Smokes are back. There we go. Search and destroy. Now a lot more competitive. Congratulations um, to the world out there. I know Envy's coach Bevels is super stoked about this, as am I. We've talked about this constantly on Twitter. Smokes are back, and they allow for so much more competitiveness in search and destroy, and really just all kinds of different game modes. It, it really is great. I, we watch a ton of different you know strategies on Black Ops 4, and no one has the ability to counter certain things because smokes aren't available, which is unfortunate. But last but not least. They have talked about no mini-map. I don't like this. I really don't. I, I absolutely do not like the idea of not having a mini-map. And I've heard the positives from people discussing and saying, hey, it could allow for more strategy. And I know it's probably going to be in Spectator. If it's not in Spectator, it's not going to be a good thing. Um, but from the average fan who is entering into Call of Duty, and the big thing that they apparently have labeled in, in terms of no mini-map, um, is, and I'm glad that True Blue is bringing this up. He says, what do you think of, of no minimap for casual players and especially competitively? I disagree completely. Um, <laughs> you jumped the gun like last time. It's all good, True Blue. I mean, we're, hey, we're, we're kind of on the same track. For me, no minimap, it worries me because their conversation that they had, the talking point that they gave was, we want it to be easier for the average fan to come in and play the game. And I get that point of view, but at the same time, you're entering in toward a game of which you have no idea what's happening. Like you have that little compass at the top, but that doesn't really allow for, for me, an easier time to get involved in the game. So by that definition, I think that they're saying they're making the game harder for the average fan, but making it easier for them to be similar. Like they're kind of allowing for that skill gap to be somewhat decreased by throwing this in. And I like that idea from an overall business standpoint, but I don't like it in terms of i feel like it has been a staple in the game for so long if you brought it in after years it makes sense because it looks as you're adding an upgrade but you're taking something away from the game itself something that's been in the game since the infancy of call of duty so i don't know I, i'm i'm not a fan of it I, I can dive into it more as time goes on but at least kind of from my feeling of it i'm not a fan I, i'm really not i'm not a fan of no minimap in the game i think it needs to be there i think for competitive it needs to be there and there's been rumors saying that for competitive it's going to be on What's the point? I, 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 don't, I don't understand that the whole difference in terms of having competitive is that you want it to be as similar to regular multiplayer as possible. And so for them to be totally separate, it just does not make sense. Now, I know we've obviously talked a lot about the multiplayer reveal. We'll dive into a few other things. But let's go and take the conversation over to something else, because this for me is is massively important right now. Right. Call of Duty League game modes. Now, let's go and talk on that conversation between Hardpoint 
and domination for next season. And for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, this pretty much comes from a tweet. Uh, what was it? Maybe yesterday, the day before, actually, uh, from the two-time Call of Duty World Champion, the North Carolina Killer, Pat, a.k.a. Aches. He tweeted this. Hot take. Hardpoint has been good since Black Ops 2, or hasn't been, excuse me, good since Black Ops 2. Let's play Dom slash SD next year. Now, Dom, he is referring to Domination. If you've played Call of Duty, you have played Domination. It's one of the most basic modes that has been in Call of Duty forever and is kind of a fan favorite. It's also one of my favorite game modes. I mean, whenever I play casual multiplayer, I'm hopping in Dom. Like 100%. I want a, I want a game mode attached. I want an objective attached. We'll also... Um, you know, being able to have that kind of freedom. It's not a TDM where players camp. It's a domination where there is an incentive. We're also, you know, going for other things as well. Um, now, I, for one, don't mind this discussion. Speaking on a more recent title, because we've seen Dom be used previous to this, prior to this, and in Ghost, I really didn't mind it. Like, we went from Black Ops to Hardpoint, which was great. And as Aix is referring, he says that that is the, the last good Hardpoint game. And him having that opinion obviously stands i think it allowed for me when we had domination and ghost it allowed for it to be easier to understand and follow because like i said you have three flags it's a b and c it is very easy to understand how the game modes work and as someone who was somewhat younger during that time in call of duty ghost it made it easier for me to get it really did like okay this is like i understood i, I started to get overextension how oes worked what guns were good in certain situations so for me i think it allowed for ghosts to be easier to understand and follow and i think personally that even and i mentioned this during call of duty ghosts there are a lot of people who used to say this that oh my gosh call of duty ghosts is the worst cod of all time by far there is no question this is horrible all of those things i think it allowed for ghosts to be easier to understand and follow and i said that during call of duty ghosts i did now there's no exact proof that I said that, but it's true. I, I really did think that. And as someone who currently watches and commentates 5v5 and the way that Hardpoint works right now, you never fully know everything. Like you legitimately don't fully know every single thing that's happening. And that for me is a problem, right? As someone who like I said, is a spectator for someone who commentates this game, you never fully get the entire picture for why or how a certain team won a hard point game like you really don't like you're never going to get to the basics in terms of this being live now you can go back and watch and point at a number of different things and that's why the analyst desk is great but you never fully get the picture on why a team won a hard, a hard, all right, a hard point you will never get all of those details now, is every detail crucial? No, that you don't need to know every single thing. Oh my gosh, if this guy would have turned to his right, he would have definitely helped, and that would have swung this. That No, you don't need an entire fraction. You don't need an entire blueprint for why each thing led to another. But we're missing out on a lot of key details, a lot of key plays. And that, for me, is a worry. And there's just, for me, at this moment with 5v5, for how fast this game plays, there's just too much going on. And... Like I said, for how fast-paced Call of Duty is, and with 5v5, with how fast-paced jetpacking was, it's hard to understand. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my hardpoint. I do. I love hardpoint. It's one of my favorite game modes. And I think based on the maps, it's crucial in making it interesting. But maps for Call of Duty previously aren't made for hardpoint, right? That, that has been one of the main discussions that I've been having for the last few years. You don't... like. Whenever the developers are making maps, they don't necessarily have hardpoint at the front of their mind. They just don't. What, what do they have at the front of their mind? Domination. 
TDM, maybe search and destroy, the public modes. That's what they have in their mindset. That, that's the thing that they're going for. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Every year, there are maps with continual spawn issues. OP hills. And don't get me wrong, I love my money hills, but I think it's getting a little bit repetitive. I do. Now, like I said, don't mistake what I'm saying for it's time to get rid of hardpoint, bring on domination. Here we go, folks. This is this is the time where, you know, we're gonna bring on all this stuff. I just personally think that maybe it's time we move on. Maybe, maybe it's time. And I'm not saying that, oh, 100 percent um this is the time to move forward, but it could be. It, it may be time that we finally step forward and say, okay, let's go and hop out of this. Let's go and move on to, uh, to something new. I just think that, at least in my opinion, things are starting to get a little bit stale with it. And maybe it's not Hardpoint's fault. Maybe it's not Hardpoint's issue. And I personally don't really think that it is. I, and, and, all of the, and everything that I've said so far, I don't think that it's necessarily a Hardpoint problem. I think it's an amazing game type. I just think that the issues come from the map design and the lack of attention toward it. Now, I actually cast a tournament the other week. Uh, this was maybe, what, two, two weeks ago, possibly? I, uh, yes, two weeks ago. I was casting over um, a hardpoint game. It was a 5v5 uh, variant tournament. And for those who know the map seaside, I'm trying to create a visual here. There, there was a hardpoint rotation going down. The score was very close. And there was someone who was pretty much sitting on seaside toward back church. Um, and that's a very crucial spawn. You have, to, I mean, that's literally, there is a particular hill that I call grave. I know a lot of people call it something else. It's basically to the left of the church behind barrels. And you have to hold on to that spawn in order to make sure that your life's a lot easier. It allows for you to pretty much funnel in a number of different players. It just basically allows for um, a, a huge kind of swing at the end. And I was watching someone who was holding down spawns in church, literally staring at the spawn, and four players just popped up. Like, and, and I was casting, and I even called it out. I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, did we actually just see someone who was holding that back church spawn have someone instantly pop up next to them? I don't know. It was weird. It was really strange. And I had never really seen anything happen like that in a while. And... That, for me, is a continuing issue, though. Like that, The fact that it's happening at this point in the game is somewhat worrisome. <laughs> I know I keep saying the same word, but when I saw that, I was mind-blown. I was like, this is still happening. We are nearly entering into champs, and this stuff still happens. So maybe, for the betterment of Call of Duty, we consider a game mode that may receive more attention, maybe an easier option for fans to understand, and that gives players something of change. I don't know. That's just something I'm thinking about. Um, well, we got uh, someone in chat saying, happy there's some MW speculation to tune into on my lunch break. Well, hey, I appreciate that. SG1 Sabs, appreciate that. Um, True Blue responded and said, 5 and 5 was the worst decision I think that they have made. He also later went on to say, wow, that is crazy. Spawns are a big issue. And I 100% agree with that. I, at this point, I don't know, man. It's just continuing to be a discussion. It's continuing to be a topic that, I, I don't know. It's just odd for me. I love Hardpoint. And, it, and I never thought that I would say this, but I, I really don't think that it's Hardpoint's problem. I just think that it's the way the maps work. I, I think it's a map problem rather than a game mode problem because Hardpoint in, in its infancy and the way that it works is, is great. It really, it, it's awesome. It's a, it's a wonderful game mode. I think it's created for some of the most competitive moments that we have seen in Call of Duty Esports history. However, 
I don't know. I, I just kind of have my differences about it from time to time. Um, and like I said, we're entering in champs. Stuff like this is still happening. It's still being a, a main topic of discussion. And hey, feel free, guys. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'm going to start to talk about this stuff a little bit more. Let me know what you guys are thinking. And I'm going to talk about one more thing before we head into a quick little uh, champs update. Now, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure to follow us here on Twitch to stay up to date with all the latest and greatest esports, right? We got all kinds of different things going on. We're talking about the CD CWL. We're talking about the Call of Duty League next year. Uh, and on this channel, right, when it comes to Twitch, when it comes down to YouTube, we're covering a number of different games. We've got Smash, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, NBA 2K League. And I promise we were having a few conversations about this the other day with the prediction team. Uh, we have other esports coming. There are other esports that are going to come. Ones that I'm actually very excited about. I have a few friends that may be involved in a few of those shows. So make sure to stay tuned. I promise the Prediction Esports channel is about to become live a lot more often. And we're going to have a lot more opportunities to view all of our content. But like I said, let's go and move on to one last discussion. And this kind of relates to game modes right now, which I think is, is a very important discussion for next year. Now, a lot of people are talking about Modern Warfare's newest, newest edition, infection which is essentially ctf but in reverse when you have it's basically where you have a flag already each, each kind of side has their own flag uh, but instead of trying to get to the enemy's base and you know pretty much just capture their flag bring it back to your base your goal is to make it to the enemy's base which is somewhat similar to blitz except you hold the objective and score now for those who didn't watch call of duty ghost back in the day which you know there are there are quite a few people who, who never did um Blitz essentially was just there were portals on two different sides of, um, you know, the players or the team spawns. Your goal was to jump in that portal. It's pretty much all it was like as plain Jane as I can make it. Your goal was to just jump in the portal. And there was a little bit of a, a cooldown time essentially between how you when you could do that. Um, but this is very similar to Blitz. And I. It's hard for me to say this. I actually enjoyed Blitz. I really did. I enjoyed Blitz back in Call of Duty Ghost. Now, from a player's perspective, I understand why you hate it. I, I do. I understand why you strongly dislike it. I understand why it was not a fan favorite by any stretch of the imagination. However, I am interested to learn more about this game mode. And it's interesting how similar a few of these ideas are for next season. Domination instead of hardpoint. CTF replaced by Blitz, or by a Blitz-like mode called Infection, which I personally think is honestly not a great name, as Infection has been called something totally different in prior years and also in Infinity War titles, so I don't really know how I feel about that one. Um, but it, it kind of reminds me of Ghosts a little bit. Like, we're having the Domination over hardpoint discussion. We're having a Blitz-like mode possibly being in the CDL rotation next year. I just think it's it's kind of interesting. Now, one of the one of the more important discussions that we have revolving game types or game modes right now um, is that we may be having five different game modes for next year. At least that's the conversation that people have been having. I'm looking at my clock. We're, we're already over time. So I'm going to do my best to try to round this out as, as fast as I can. So I apologize for that. If you guys have just joined us, that's, that's my apologies. But I hear the, the term five game modes and I instantly think no, like, no, that we can't do that. Like that just cannot be a thing. Teams learned like the fact that teams are gonna have to learn totally different game modes is already one thing. You're gonna have to learn totally different maps for each one as well. I don't think it would be a good idea. You get this game for a year, five different game modes, probably all with different maps on them. And instantly, a lot of people would say, okay, well, that, that can't happen, right? Because at least if I'm having that opinion, other people have that opinion. Maybe people in chat have that opinion. I, you probably do. If not, cool. 
But pros also have that same opinion on things. But what's interesting is that the Overwatch League, right at this moment, they use a very similar format in which they have four main game modes. They have Assault, Escort, Control, um, and Hybrid, right? I worry about how a game like Call of Duty would act and how players would transfer to a five or even four game mode system because at that point, which game mode would outweigh the others? Not having S&D in twice would be a huge mistake in my opinion. The one reason why I like having S&D in it twice is that it balances out the respawn to search and destroy variable, right? In terms of all being on the scale, which strategy is more preferred over the other, it kind of, it weighs it out a little bit. So I don't know. I, I think for me, the idea of four to five game modes instantly turns me off because we've seen how it worked in aw it did not work well for those who remember advanced warfare not a good time definitely not uh, in terms of having uplink and then ctf right after each other and then when it came down to best of threes which won't be a problem for next year we didn't really know what to do and it was a randomness cycle of which one do we play I, I feel like we need more structure in terms of having three basic game modes, not five. I'll, I'll meet you in the middle of four, but not five <laughs> in terms of the way that it works. And like I said, a lot of people out there may be thinking this cannot happen. It's not going to happen. It's Call of Duty. With franchising next year, Activision Blizzard is looking so closely at the OWL right now. They are. They are looking so, so close at the OWL. It's not even funny. And they are pretty much weighing all the variables in terms of how everything is lining out right now. So for me, the idea of four to five game modes, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It really, it would not surprise me in the slightest if that were to become a thing, if that were to be the topic of next year because of their predecessor or their sister company, their sister eSport, if you will, is doing the same thing up to this point. But I, honestly, I want to talk about champs pools, but I think we've honestly kind of ran out of time a little bit for today. So um, I know we're already kind of over our limit at the moment. We'll save this conversation for, for next week. I think that'd be good because we have a lot of stuff to talk about with the multiplayer reveal. Obviously, that, that impacts the CDL next season, which is going to be huge. Um, in terms of game modes, that conversation is also a massive one to have. And I think we could have honestly carried on for another 30 minutes to 45 minutes talking about the, the really key details of it. But uh, I think that's going to kind of do it for this week. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know we topped off on a, on a great number of viewers, probably one of our highest as of yet. We had some good conversation in the chat, so I appreciate you guys for joining us today if you haven't done so already like i said if you have not done so already make sure to stay tuned to our twitter we've got some announcements coming um if you haven't done so already make sure to follow us here on twitch we've got all kinds of different um kind of convos to have a lot of different esports conversations that are going down as well in the world right of super smash bros ultimate in the worlds of nba 2k league and obviously here in the cwl as well right so a lot more conversations to happen a lot more on the way and a lot more platforms that we could be entering in here towards soon i'm not trying to i'm not trying to you know, give any key details out. But like I said, a lot of awesome stuff still to come. But True Blue, I'm sorry. He's typing in chat saying, uh, please add the champs pools. I promise we'll talk about this next year. I I, I ramble on too much. I, I think I need like a an admin to pretty much say, okay, move on. You, you need to move on to the next one. So apologies for that. But like I said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the reload. This is our seventh episode and it has been a phenomenal ride up to this point. Each show is only getting better and better and cannot wait to see exactly how uh you know things start to kind of progress as time goes on. But I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And like I said, thank you so much for tuning in to Predictions, the reload. We'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.